We've been speaking about a series of pretty extraordinary statistics this morning that uh, paint a picture of the penetration of Chinese-made cars into the Australian marketplace. Right now, they account for about 11.4% of all new car sales here in Australia. That's last year. So that's 122,000 sales last year. The remarkable thing about that is it has increased by almost 600% in just four years. Five years ago, I reckon you would have been hard-pressed to... uh, to spot one, but certainly the perception, I suspect, would have been very different to what it might well be now. Our favourite car expert is Paul Marrick from carexpert.com.au. Paul, good morning. Do these stats surprise you? Look, they don't surprise me, but every time I tell people about this sort of stuff, they are they are in shock because people can't really identify a car that comes from China because they, they just look like any other car on mm. the road. And I think a lot of people are surprised when I tell them that um, every Tesla that comes to Australia now is actually made in China as well. Yeah, we had a text along those lines on the text line from one of our listeners, Mickey, uh, just before. The other thing I didn't know, Paul, apart from Tesla, now I always thought MG was British to its bootstraps. But <laughs> is this, so the old MG company is now Chinese owned, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. When you think MG, you think of uh, old blokes with um, with berets driving yeah. around in their little sports cars. Yeah, um, wearing tam shanters and driver leather driving gloves. <laughs> that's it. A little bit different today. Today, it's all about SUVs. Um, it was basically bought by a Chinese brand, and they kept everything about it the same. And, and it was quite interesting because a lot of people don't know that it has changed. Uh, but when they do find out, they're quite surprised. And, and I think that is some very clever marketing on their part because they still mm. lean on that uh, sports car heritage. Reputationally, are we seeing the Chinese-made vehicles go through a similar process to what we saw with Japanese-made vehicles going back 30, 40 years? They originally, yeah. people were a little bit sceptical, but then they became mainstream and now no one would think twice about it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the, the good thing about them. They've invested in technology and safety. Uh, a little while back, Chinese cars, you wouldn't touch them with a 10-foot pole because they were absolutely not safe. These days, most of them have a five-star safety rating. Most of them are more affordable because it is cheaper to manufacture in China. And most of them have all the latest tech you'll find in any other car brand on the road, which is why people are flocking to them. They often have seven-year warranties as well, which even some of the most major manufacturers here still don't offer. Seven years. Wow, that's extraordinary. What about that company, Cherry? Uh, I read an article about 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 them were they banned from selling cars in australia because it emerged that some of their cars contained asbestos no that was um who was that that was that was another brand but they did find asbestos in um in i think it was head gaskets and it wasn't declared when the vehicles were being imported Mm. so this was very much an older generation of these chinese cars you'll find with the new ones their manufacturing facilities you could pretty much eat off the floor of, and and they really have invested a lot of money into these, especially on the EV front. They have so many EV startups in China that I think we're going to start seeing infiltrate Australia and really drive down the prices of electric cars. Paul, you mentioned Teslas. They make up some 20,000 of the 122,000 sales of new cars manufactured in China that were sold in Australia last year. What's the trajectory of Tesla sales in Australia? We know that the share price seems to be getting smashed in the US at the moment, but... Um, in a retail sense, are they continuing to grow their market share? Well, they've actually just gutted about $20,000 out of the cost of a Tesla in the US. So demand has slumped in the US uh, and in China, and that's driving the price of these down. And it's probably going to be good news for Australia because I can see them pulling the price out of it a little bit here as well. They're already, affo- when I say affordable, they're affordable in the sense of comparison to other EVs. 
But I think that we will see the price of these coming down a little bit more as demand decreases. But I think that'll only be short-lived. We'll see uh, increased demand for EVs uh, as the year goes through and, and this whole recession thing resides a little bit. Do you think the, uh, the the prohibitive cost of battery replacement, is that still an issue, though, Paul, with, with, with the take-up of, of, of um, electric cars? Look, I think we'll be okay. So the, they, well, most manufacturers guarantee uh, an EV battery life uh, of at least eight years. And what is now happening, last year was the first year that the cost of lithium, which is a core item of, of a battery, actually went up. Um, what we're seeing now, though, is that once once that settles a little bit, the price of this will start coming down. So while we get to the point where we reach that eight-year cycle, the actual cost of replacing a battery will be significantly less than what it is today. Mm. Great stuff. Paul Marek, we love catching up with you, Paul. You're the... Uh best in the business when it comes to uh, uh, cars and um, we thank you for the uh, we thank you for the chat this morning 16 minutes to eight we repeat our uh, question anyone who drives it uh, maybe an MG or a it's funny though isn't it just just reflecting on on the openness of our economy the fact that we are sitting here talking about what for the what for Chinese exporters has been this massive success story Mm. that our country has has presided over this 600% increase in Chinese exports of cars to Australia at the same time that they've destroyed... They've had a 100% the, decrease of Australian industries to, yeah, to yeah. China. $20 billion worth of exports I mean, for the last three years. Some people might go, well, why don't we just turn around and say, look, you, can, you know where you can stick these cars? While you're mm. targeting our lobsters and our grain and our, our, our beef and our wine, you're not allowed to sell them in Australia. But does that... That hurts the consumer in Australia, though, because you get less choice, you pay more. Yeah, but that's just that because that's our that's the ideology that governs our country. We don't want to hurt individuals to make a collective point. Well, they, I don't, they don't care. It shows how much the arguments changed in the space of two decades, though, because mm. in the in the nineties and early two thousands, the argument would have been you do that to defend the Australian car industry. Well, there is no car industry to defend, <laughs> that's is there? Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, Fifteen minutes to eight. John Blake, not too far away. David Penberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.